on an atlantic steamship by edward carpenter this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org mid-ocean night the spars loom square and black against the sky and the masthead light sways slowly i hear as in a dream the never-ending lullaby the continued surge of water off the bows the vibration and smothered pulse of the engines deep in the bowels of the great ship half-naked huge-limbed grimy-eyed sweating the firemen tend their thirty-six fires from time to time one slips on deck to enjoy the cool he lights his pipe the moon along the high ridge of a pitch-black mass of cloud steals peering over fitfully on the silent gulfs the ship glides on and on oily surfaced heaves and sways the deep as far as the eye can see eight bells strike the watch changes one bell two bells the deck is almost deserted and still the ship glides on and on the deep sways slightly rustling the lookout man in the bows cries all is well and the lamps are brightly burning in the morning as usual the deck is alive with passengers the great ocean plains swelling sparkling for hundreds thousands of miles round us the visible circle unbroken by island or any object of all nations languages degrees of various habits trades traditions strangers to each other and to the water they look with curious eyes upon the novel scene an elderly indian civilian saloon passenger in gray check morning suit and tennis shoes blameless and wealthy looks down with curious eyes from the rail of the upper deck upon the crowded emigrant groups he turns to draw the attention of the young lady standing beside him it is a strange and varied scene the sparkling waters the rigging and cordage the children in red hoods playing on the sunny deck the basking groups some playing cards some smoking chatting the silent companionless ones pensive far away looking over the waves the irish mostly sitting or reclining in knots young and old men and women in gay colors resting their heads on each other or wrapped in pairs under one shawl joking laughing kissing screaming slapping germans hungarians poles norwegians laplanders swedes some with red shirts and jack boots boys with concertinas and pipes rosy dutch girls and mothers with tribes of children here walking up and down with their brother three english girls fresh and bright as daisies on their way to join their parents in the west here a little lady from dublin with clear low voice singing to a circle of companions there in a corner by himself unnoticed among the rest in low musical chant by the hour reciting praying sits an old russian jew gray beard with veined forehead a tailor by trade 
his son-in-law has sent for him to texas through hamburg and hull and liverpool he has travelled eating no gentile food but dry bread the hebrew text lies before him but he knows it by memory mostly prayers for the day he recites abraham taught the morning prayer and isaac the afternoon and jacob the evening prayer prayers for the captain and for the crew and the passengers and for all sea travellers prayers for self alone god will not hear prayers against storm shipwreck disease and famine and all dangers of the deep not forgetting the warning of jonah and for each man's roush against the roush of the ocean and against the changes of clime and time all these he recites sitting alone with his thoughts amid strangers it is a strange and varied scene the dark passion-eyed little irish devil of a new york saloon-keeper with his blasphemous stories and unscrupulous confessions takes it in from his point of view the long-headed long twinkling-eyed elderly woman in her print hood helpful and receptive with broad mouth enjoyer of jokes not easily shocked takes it in also from hers the gold miner with slouch hat and easy dress leans with his back against the bulwarks he has seen it all twice before he has been home just now to cornwall to visit his wife and children and is off again to the mountains of idaho by his side stands his seventeen-year-old son silent clear-eyed loving well his father the cheerful elderly spinster brings her camp-stool on deck and chats to a companion laughing hysterically over her own fears and how she pushed against the side of her berth in the night when it was rough to steady the rolling ship the american horse-dealer he is bringing over some cart-horses from england walks up and down gray-eyed with decisive chin and lips easy careless sociable and cute under the awning aft by the saloon gangway an elderly and well-to-do matron and her two daughters recline in easy chairs the lean gray-haired ship's purser proud of his gentlemanly manners stops as he passes to say a few words to them and the ship glides on and on the water breaks from the bows the spars stand square and black against the sky and the masts sway to and fro slowly what a scene here in this hollow cup a thousand souls floating on the unmeasured deep a little dust of humanity gathered at random on the shores of one continent to be tossed at random to the winds of another the young clerk with wife and babe from london going out to try his fortune at farming in manitoba the great big-boned steerage steward so kindly to the children and sensible native of rome proud of his latin origin member of the carbonari and imprisoned by austrians in his time now serving out treacle and bread and butter to emigrants the spruce first cabin waiters and brawny slipshod humoured crew the cooks officers the clean red-whiskered little captain on the bridge 
the smug decent doctor the oily jacketed lookout behind his screen in the bows the taking of observations at breakfast time and again at noon the sun's limbs brought down to the horizon the logarithms and tables the charts and the log the long heave and gasp of the engines the gulls slow floating behind or darting after waste slops the huge side of the ship an iron wall a hundred and seventy yards long to the waves the flowers mirrors gilt and velvet of the saloon the piano the gossip the elegant dinner the mutual advances and recognitions the parson who consents to read service on sunday the philanthropist interested in gutter children the two self-possessed american girls the young englishman doing the great tour the bare sanded boards of the steerage cabins the crowded emigrant meals the swinging water can and electric lamp the stretched arms with mugs and plates the berths with hundreds of sleepers at night the family groups during the day the father awkward and ox-like with nine motherless children caring for their little wants the women pityingly helping him the narrow-eyed pale young basket-maker reading his bible in his berth all day the lancashire laddie and his pals singing salvation comics at meal-times the military got up old fellow years and years ago he was in the regulars so clean and spruce brushing his boots carefully every morning the little boy of twelve travelling all by himself petted by the cook and peeling potatoes for bits of dainties the love-making bible-reading card-playing singing the women sewing or washing baby linen the captain's cabin with charts and glasses the crew's quarters in the forecastle men smoking in their bunks the stoke-hole the bar the engine-room the warm evenings with renewals of animation jingles of music in the cabins hymns and comic songs and dances on deck to the accordion the inquisitive-eyed priest the same that read the service looking out from the saloon door peering fleshily at the better-looking boys and girls at dusk the crew running among the women passengers firemen cabin and deck-hands fingering and fooling the women enjoying the incorrigible nigger cook's boy with muscular developed frame protruding his great lips at the girls and then drawing them back with a grin showing huge rows of white teeth the mean pudding-faced swedish lad and irish woman spitting at each other with no other language in common the sickness the smells the refuse meat swept from floors and tables and thrown in bucketfuls overboard the coarse half-smothered lust the gluttony and waste of food and the great ship gliding on and on in her course pointed by the earth pole and the stars and the sun the spars standing square and black against the sky and the masthead light swaying slowly the evening before last the water was oily calm floating blue flecked with yellow up to the western horizon 
behind the track of the great ship lay like white lace with ridgy waves thrown off and rustling as they receded on each side in the distance brooding the dappled clouds hovered twixt sky and sea dove color and gray and heavy with unformed rain after sunset there was preaching and singing forward on deck one or two ladies from the saloon distributed tracts some from the steerage joined in praying and called upon the lord for safety during the voyage quite a little crowd got round some earnest some jeering some quiet spectators the cabin boys mostly dancing in pairs round the corner in time to the hymns all the while the great masts kept swaying slowly to and fro in the sky as though never moving forward from their place the huge vault rising enormous with dappled moonlit clouds in the east while from the west the faint daylight still shone upon the worshippers and the sound of their music melted and died on the vast sea bosom later on when the deck was almost deserted all faintest dove gray and silver the gleaming water passing up without distinction into the gleaming sky with moon behind the clouds all one hue in faintest silent perpetual movement like no earthly scene immaterial transfigured the huge wash of ocean two miles deep lying so calm below the moonlit ocean of air unsuspected above the clouds suspended between gliding on and on as in a mirror or a dream all so calm large undisturbed vast in extent and power the sea stretching out to the touch of the air miles hundreds thousands of miles the sympathetic answer of the floating cloud layer to the floating heaving water layer below i saw a vision of my own intimate passing out over the waters and between them and the clouds the vessel going on and leaving us liberated identified all pain stripped off and left with the husk behind senses of enjoyment strangely widened lifted moving on at will passing along the waters the slow air catching the faint scent the whispers the coherent incoherent words the marvelous calm peace grandeur vastness the incommunicable joy entering into it and being at rest in the morning all was changed again drizzly and grisly chopped the gray water with leaden clouds and rain the horizon was a circle of mist coldly and flabbily the passengers looked out upon the world sullen like a marble cliff just tinged with blue a huge slab a quarter mile long and eighty feet rising over the water scored festooned beetling with cavernous hollows washed by the sea with mist trailing to leeward of it and thin mist passing over its white flat top with white fragments dotting the sea around it sullen silent and lonely a great iceberg floated by 
for a few minutes the passengers were roused and crowded the side of the vessel some of the firemen running up from the stoke-hole to have a look but presently like bees stupefied with cold they dispersed to their cabins and to sleep and the deck was clear again today bright and fresh with new warmth as it were wafted from the approaching land all is gay and cheerful the deep inky blue of mid-ocean yields to a lighter tint and the waves break merrily into flashes of turquoise light crowned with foam six narrow-winged gulls pass by flying low serpentine hunting across the water every now and then shoals of porpoises appear hundreds at a time playing splashing swimming alongside towards the wind leaping half a dozen together out of the water bounding three or four yards with evident enjoyment and commotion at the side of the ship their sharp back fins and divided horizontal tails plainly visible then a whale is seen spouting or a fleet of portuguese men-of-war drifts by rose-color and blue or a real ship is sighted and spoken with so the day speeds on and pleasant is basking on the sunny deck and pleasant the new companionships and the confidences and the food tastes sweet and the air has a breath of land in it as of most distant hayfields and hope and expectation range high and the evening falls and late on into the warm night the clustered wanderers on the foredeck sing the songs of the old country while the spars loom square and black against the stars and the masthead light sways slowly End of On an Atlantic Steamship by Edward Carpenter Read by Sue Anderson